This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Kroger, fresh for everyone. My name is Tracy Ariel, and I am unapologetically Canadian. Um, so we are talking with Evelyn Huynh. Now, are you right now in Los Angeles? No, I'm actually in Ottawa, Canada, where I'm originally from. <laughs> oh, okay, awesome. Because I was going to say, this is one heck of an early morning if it's not. I <laughs> know. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, f- first, what are you doing in Ottawa? What's happening there? Christmas, you know, my, I was born and raised here, so my family's here, and I come back pretty often. So yeah, Ottawa's home. Where do you live in Ottawa? Canada. I'm not sure if anyone knows where that is. It's like a little city, and it's a pretty big city in Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's gotten a lot more uh, attention yes. uh, recently because they have a conference. They have a conference center there that a lot of people go to. So. Yes. Um, well, welcome back to Canada. Um, it's you. really interesting for uh, unapologetically Canadian uh, listeners to hear because you are now living in LA yep. and um, you are a wellness coach. So can you just describe a little bit about how you um, ended up in LA? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just going to try to give you the guys the cliff notes version. Um, so yeah, I'm a wellness coach turned business coach in the wellness industry. And so basically I started off in the fitness and health industry um, as a personal trainer. And then um, I took my business online. Um, the reason why I started in the fitness industry was because of my own struggles with, you know, bullying, um, body dysmorphia, body image, that kind of thing. And so naturally um, I have some family in the States and it just made sense for me to bring my business over because LA is just this big hub for, you know, the entertainment industry, the fitness industry. I was doing YouTube for a bit. So it honestly just made sense for me to like bring my business there. And I've been there for about a year and three months now. Yeah, which is still relatively new. So mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> it must be very different living in the States compared to living in Canada. You have no idea. <laughs> it is insane. Like the moment I come back to Canada, even just stepping foot in like the Vancouver airport, I'm like, oh my God, I'm on Canadian soil. Like you really notice the difference. Wow. Um, and is it because it's uh a cultural difference or is it just a mood difference or is there something about it that changes Um, who you are? Yeah, it's a hundred percent like an environmental um, and like an energy and a cultural difference. Like when you go over there, it's kind of like every man for themselves. Like, but the moment you come to Canada, like the stereotypes are so true. Like everyone's nice. You know, two days ago I was driving um, around the mall and we, there was three cars at the intersection and everyone was just telling each other to go. That would never happen in the States. They, if Everyone in the States is like, okay, I'm going. You guys can deal with it later. <laughs> well, that means that you have to be a little bit, uh, a little bit more aggressive, I guess, Ex- to get what you want yeah. there. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly the difference here. It's like, so, you know, a little bit slower pace, you know, everyone's like, here, you go ahead. I'm sorry. And then over there, it's like, nope, I'm in it. You, you fend for yourself. 
Oh my gosh, that's perfect. Um, and so, but, well, tell me a little bit about where you came from, because uh, when um, the reason that I was looking at interviewing you is because you have a really interesting story in terms of how you got where you are. It's almost like an origin story. So uh, yeah. can you talk a little bit about what made you go into the wellness space? Yes, um, I love Or maybe, actually, you know what? Let's start with what you're proud of first. I'm sorry. Uh, we should start with what you're proudest of first. Um, okay, so I guess um, what I'm proud of is probably having overcome um, bullying, you know, my mental health struggles and body dysmorphia that was a, was a result of bullying, which kind of ties into why I ended up in the fitness and health industry. So I'm first generation Asian Canadian. My parents immigrated here after the Vietnam War and honestly with little to nothing. So I grew up eating, you know, things that were on sale, frozen foods, instant noodles, things that just were not healthy for you. And so growing up, I was, you know, I, I put on a little bit more weight than the average person. And I did grow up in a very um, Caucasian community, which meant that I was a minority and stuck out like a sore thumb. And so from the moment that I was in grade four and onwards, um, I just bounced around to different schools because of my parents' um, jobs. And as a result, I never really had close friends. And then when I did have friends, it was kind of going into the you're popular, you're not. And then, you know, the, the high school and the school dynamic, and that's where a lot of the bullying came about. Um, I was in high, in grade nine in 2009, and that's actually when Instagram and all the social media started really popping off. And so during that adolescent time, um, when I was in school was when cyberbullying was a huge thing. And that was probably one of the biggest struggles that I went through. And then having overcome that is definitely one of my biggest success stories and the thing that I'm proud of most. Well, I think people don't realize how um, difficult it can be for women, particularly being bullied, because women are particularly cruel mentally when they bully yes. others. I mean, that's a, it's a big deal. It's crazy. Like when, when uh, we are hurt, and we, we hurt others. Yeah. And that's a great thing to remember too, is that most of the time you're being bullied by people who are equally hurt. Yes. Agreed. Um, so can you describe what, what, what the, when the moment was that you uh, turned one of those incidents into something that, that created help for someone else? Yeah. Cause that's what you're good at, right? <laughs> yes. Helping other people. Yes. So, um, I started my own fitness journey in about, I want to say like 2012. Um, it got to the point where my parents actually had to legally separate so that I could go to a different school in a different district. Um, and so when that happened, they gave me my, like they bought me my first gym membership. And that was when I kind of started dabbling in the fitness industry. But just like most of your listeners probably are like, you know, experience, there's something called yo-yo dieting and yo-yo training where you go to the gym for like a week and then you don't go for like three months. And that's what I did for about a year um, until I got accepted into university. So I went to Queens University in Kingston and that was really where my um, I became a fitness professional. So I became a weight room supervisor at the university gym. I got certified as a personal trainer. Um, and this was actually after I brought a couple of friends through the fitness journey and saw them transform and just feel better from the inside out. And that's when I was like, wow, like this, this is my calling. This is where I need to be. I shouldn't be in linguistics. I should be in fitness. And so that's kind of where that all evolved. 
So you were in linguistics at the time at the university. What were you doing in terms of training? Is this weight training? What, can you give me an idea of what kind of training you yeah, were doing? Yeah, so I've been a dancer and I've been in sports since I was a really young age. But the thing is, is that when you are just doing sports or you're in dance, like you're not getting everything that your body needs. So for example, dance is very cardio based. Whereas, you know, if I wanted to both lose weight and build muscle, like I needed to lift weights. So when I went to university, um, that was when I started really taking weight training seriously. So lifting weights, bodybuilding, um, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. So do you still do yes. that? Um, I, even though I do business coaching for leaders in the fitness and health industry now, um, my life and business has a foundation of fitness and health. And so, yeah, that's, that's the, my bread and butter. That's always going to be a staple in my life, basically. Okay, so give me a sort of a rough idea of what your uh, um, weekly schedule would be like. How how what's a what's a uh, a good fitness yeah. re- regime? Like how do you how what, what's healthy okay, for you? Okay, so I like that question. I like how you asked this for me because every person is so different. And you know, I used to be someone that could spend three hours in the gym because I was doing a powerlifting program where you know, I was, you know, more in the competition space, but now that I'm more just, you know, main, maintaining my body, um, I now go to the gym about four to five days a week, um, for about 45 minutes to an hour, but I don't really give myself, um, I give myself a lot of like freedom to, you know, have to leave the gym early if like I need to tend to my dog or if I need to be on coaching calls, et cetera. So my bare minimum is like four to five days and then about, you know, 30 to 30 minutes to an hour each session. Okay. And you're doing weightlifting with your arms, your legs as a full body weightlifting every time, or do you do, do you do arms one day, legs another day? Like yeah. how, what, what kind of uh, schedule? So I do more of like a bodybuilding style. So I usually like to choose um, around like two muscle parts per day. So like on Monday, it could be shoulders and chest on Tuesday. It could be my thighs and hamstrings on Wednesday. It could be my arms. And then I just kind of alternate. So that's kind of where my background is as a personal trainer really does help me. Um, I'm able to kind of wing a lot of things, whereas a lot of people, they don't know what they're doing. So then they go to the gym and they're just deer in headlights. <laughs> yeah. And then do you have a cardio workout as well? So, you know, like do you add cardio to it on a different Trixie, thing? If not? I'm being honest with you, cardio is not my friend. Um, so I, 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 oh. I get cardio in other ways. Um, I actually was a certified, I'm a certified pers- um, pole fitness instructor. So I got, cardio that way and then also I love to longboard oh okay so do you do that very often now I mean how can you do that in California California Los Angeles doesn't have a lot of long yes it does oh my god California is like huge for longboarding so when I first moved to LA I didn't have a car and I honestly longboarded everywhere (laughs) okay (laughs) that's fun I didn't realize yeah I thought that there were sort of neighborhoods you couldn't go into, so you had to be trying um, to I lived in, I, I, <laughs> I stayed more in like, you know, near Santa Monica, the areas that weren't so crowded. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, all right. So can you tell me about your favorite success story? What, um, what, what, uh, how do you take what you know and help other people with it? Oh, I think my biggest success story kind of tackles on to what I'm most proud of, you know, having gone through so much with like my own body dysmorphia and body image, and then turning that into a thriving business that is now in LA. 
Um, I think that's definitely it. So as a personal trainer and as a fitness coach, I realized that I, my mission was to help as many women as possible heal themselves from the inside out and also heal their relationship with food the way that I have. Um, and so I was really, you know, killing it as a fitness coach, but then I realized me being a fitness coach, wasn't allowing me to help as the most amount of women. So what I, then naturally my business evolved into me being a business coach for other fitness professionals in the industry. So now I teach my exact systems and processes to those people so that they can coach their fitness clients, if that makes sense. Ah, okay. So your clients are actually coaches and, and fitness yes. clients. And how did you evolve to do that? I mean, because we're talking, it's only been a year and a half since you've been in the States. Did you have some of these clients before you left yeah, Canada? Yeah, I had some of these clients. And um, fun fact, I actually built my first business, which is actually my mom's home spa business when um, back in 2012. So I was 12 years old. I was in grade seven. And my mom didn't have, we didn't have much money at that time. So my mom paid me a little bit of money to get her website up and running. And now it's a thriving business. So I've always just had that like, entrepreneurial touch, if you will. And so naturally when it felt like, wow, I, I'm, I'm tapped out at how many people I can actually help. I realized that the only way for me to either grow my business and help more people was to become a business coach for those in the fitness and health industry. Ah, okay. So this is so uh, you were only twelve. Um, I guess I didn't. How how old are you now? I just no 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 no. no. Uh, I just turned twenty four in October. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. So this has been a a journey of about twelve years. Yeah. So. Um, and now you were telling in, in in your bio, you were talking about some of your um, your struggles. I mean, bullying was yeah. one of them. Uh, um, you were you were talking about body dysmorphia, yeah. so that's because of the the sad diet, which actually is so typical. It's really hard to eat well when you don't have yeah, a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's also education. And so, can you describe? Oh, we'll talk to you about how did you get, how did you educate yourself? Because yeah, um, it's not something with, and I don't believe school does much oh about that. Oh my God, that. I, could, I could not agree more. Um, I actually was just interviewed by a magazine and they were asking me, you know, who was like my role model growing up for to uh, for fitness and health. And I was like, there was none. <laughs> there really wasn't. Um, my school, you know, our schools, I feel like they do try sometimes to you know, teach us. But I don't know if you feel the same way. But growing up, when I did phys ed or health in school, like it always felt more like a chore than it was of something exciting. You know, like they would make you run beep tests and make you do push ups and make you do all these things that were not fun. But the approach that I started taking on was like, if you want to make someone do something that's hard, you got to make it fun and enjoyable for them. And so that's kind of my philosophy towards fitness and health um, is making fitness fun. And so for me, I actually was self-taught for everything in fitness. And that's why it took me about three years before I really got the results that I really wanted because it was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of going on Google, YouTube, um, doing the things wrong. And then the moment when I got certified was when I started learning about proper form and technique. And that is really when my results came really quick. 
It's so different. I mean, it's funny because you're talking about when I was in school. I mean, I am 56, so I was in school a very long time ago. It was completely different than now. And um, we didn't even have the internet when I was going to school, which I yes. think changes everything too. Um, so when you talk about Google, it's like it's almost like you, everybody has a library yeah. in their pocket. For me, the library was my safe yeah. haven. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you. Um, I'm born in 95, and so I actually remember, I think my year is probably one of the last years. Um, I remember not, even not having area codes. And one day I went and called and my mom's like, no, honey, you need to put 613. And I was like, wait, why? <laughs> it's so crazy how times have changed since, yeah. since, since then. Yeah, well, that's sort of, I, I feel like that's something that um, people my age can learn from people your age, because you grew up with Google and um, the kind, the need to find information yes. publicly, and the need to communicate publicly in order to mm -hmm. grow. Can you talk a little bit about how you've actually done that? And in, in terms of how, how, maybe we can talk about one way that it succeeded and one way that it failed, and you had to revise it. Oh, yes, that that's a really sense? good question. So one way that it succeeded, I mean, making money online is a thing more than ever. And it's one of those things where you got to adapt or you're going to get, or you're going to fall behind. I was actually just at a shopping mall yesterday doing some Christmas shopping. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with the brand um, Forever 21. I love shopping with them, but they're one of the brands that wasn't yes. able to keep up with consumers demands and consumer demands was, you know, we want to shop online and it wasn't, they didn't make their company or their products accessible to people online. And so unfortunately they kind of had to get left behind. So, um, I feel like a lot of people in my generation, like millennials and stuff, if they're not taking advantage of what's available to them in the online space, they're really missing out because the thing about online entrepreneur um, entrepreneurship is that you're able to work with people outside of your geographical location. And that's amazing. You're, you're not only working with more people, but you also have the opportunity to make more. So that's definitely one thing is just, if there's so many opportunities, it's insane. But the downside is that I just find that there's no more real, not no more, but less real human connection. And there's less, honestly, love is what I'm noticing. Um, we would rather hide behind a camera and, or a phone or a computer rather than directly confront someone. We would rather, you know, call, like text someone rather than give someone a ring. And I just noticed this so much, like we're really lacking that t personal touch and human connection. Wow. Yeah, no, it's it's true. And making that personal connection with strange with people who are far away from you, because they're no longer strangers if you're connecting with them online. Um, I've noticed this with uh, friends that I've made in yeah. groups and things. Um, the, 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 the relationship changes if you can actually meet in person at least once, at least yes. occasionally. You know, you become friends by, by actually yeah, getting together. Or like if you really, you know, live really far, then like get on Skype or FaceTime, like see the other person, you know, be able to like feel their energy um, instead of just like through words and text. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, this, this is sort of giving me that feeling like I'm yeah. getting to know you by, by, by just exactly. talking with you, you know, because you can't. Because you can't know a person without actually communicating. A hundred percent. I cannot agree more. Um, so what about something that you tried and that failed at first and then you revised it? Do you have a story Ooh, that about I that? I tried at first and I failed. Mm. I am someone who's like. Or just something that you failed at and then dropped. That, that would work too. Because we don't want anyone to think we're perfect or anything. <laughs> oh, trust me, Evelyn <laughs> is not perfect. If you follow me on my socials, you will see that. Um, oh, let's see. 
Um, I, I feel like there has been a couple of scenarios. So, you know, there's this one scenario in my professional career where I really trusted someone. I'm a very trusting person sometimes to a fault. And right when I moved to LA, I decided to work for somebody else. Um, she was also another fellow business coach and in her, I was actually a head coach in her group coaching program. And, um, I was really excited. This was in my eyes going to be the start of this new chapter of Evelyn and three days before the program was supposed to start, um, I was actually laid off because I was seen as a threat to the company. And mind you, this is after I moved from Canada to LA. So for the you know Canadians, you know you know our currency isn't that great when you convert over to the U.S. dollars. So I was it was a really challenging time. And during this time, because of um, logistics, I wasn't able to share my story or be able to talk about it. So I was really struggling behind the scenes that nobody else really knew about or I could really talk about. And that is a huge thing in entrepreneurship. Like we sometimes feel like we have to put on like this fake face just to look like we're holding it all together. But a lot of us are really, you know, we're going through a lot in the background, you know, people not supporting us, people backstabbing us, people turning on us, etc. But I will tell you, that taught me to depend on myself. And that taught me that I was the only person who was going to really make my dreams happen. And so from that point on, that gave me the fire lit under my tushy needed to build the business that I have now. Wow. And that's not that long ago because you've only been there for a, a little mm-hmm. more than a year. So the business that you have now, can you talk a little bit about that? What do you, I mean, you, I know you have this yeah. thing called Evolve, right? That's your, it's sus- my method. your system, which I just love that <laughs> yeah, name. So, yeah, it's such a um, great name. So just a little fun fact. My first business name is called A Fitness. Um, technically, it could stand for Evelyn Huynh Fitness, but I was a linguistics major. And one of the modules and things that we studied was Canadianisms. So because of my <laughs> yeah, so because of my Canadian background, um, my business name was actually like an homage to Canada. So A Fitness um, not only stands for Evelyn Huynh Fitness, but it's also very Canadian based. You know, because we say that all the time. <laughs> I love that. You're, you're the perfect interviewer for something called unapologetically <laughs> really, Canadian. That's like so. Canadian A. And like my American friends would always call me out on it because I still say that all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's that was my first business, which is very fitness-based. And then now I have Evolve with Evelyn, which is my business coaching. So like I mentioned to you earlier, I um, help other leaders in the fitness and health industry, as well as photographers, make more money and have more time through the online space. So I basically help them build their businesses online. Um, And this is, and I also do life coaching. So it's kind of like a life business and fitness coaching hybrid that I do for my clients. Oh, that's very interesting because I mean, as a millennial, you have so much insight into how online yes. business works. That's probably even intuitive. Yes. Um, at this point, it's 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 one of those things where, as a fitness, like when you talk to you know credible fitness coaches who've done it for a long time, as a fitness coach, when someone tells me, like let's say Jenna for hypothetical, Jenna says, "Oh, Evelyn, I am five foot three. I weigh X amount of pounds. This is my history." I'm able to just already piece together what the program is for them or what the future of their finished journey is going to look like, just like how I'm able to do that with people's businesses. So when they tell me the current stats of their business, you know, how long they've been in business, what their current offers are, I'm able to tell them, okay, Jenna, this is what's going to happen in the next three to six months. And it's kind of cool. It's, it's very intuitive at this point. 
Oh, that's fun. And what does, like when you say evolve, is that, um, is your system have, acronym. is it a, the, does the yes. E stand for something in the V? It is an acronym. So what is it? Okay, what does it stand for? To all you for? listeners on Unapologetically Canadian, take notes because this evolve method will literally change your life. So the evolve method is something that I use to coach my clients and it's something that I encourage them to use with their own clients. So I'll just kind of tell you and kind of explain briefly. So this evolve method is something that I argue that every human should audit their life based on. And as long as each of these pieces are in your life, like it's a good life. So um, the first E stands for energy. So everything like energy is everything, right? Like, like attracts like. So the energy, if we want to get good energy in our life, we got to produce good, good energy outwards. But that also comes from like where our mental energy is at and also physical. So that's so your training, your nutrition, your mindset, your personal development and your spiritual development. So what the first thing that I ever get people to audit is how, where is your physical health at? Where's your mental health at? And what changes and think what things can you do to improve on that? If that makes sense. So that's energy. Um, because when you feel good, you do good things. Um, the second V or the first V is vision. If we don't have a vision in life, either for our life or for our business, we won't get there. And so one of the, and you know, especially being an entrepreneurship, what I found is that when people don't have a clear vision, they don't do the necessary things that they need to attain their goals. But when you have a big enough vision, you know, what's at stake, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I, I mean, uh, I love that. I'm part of uh, something called Visionary yeah. Business School, and uh, it, I think that changed everything. Vision really does it really matter, does. and it's not it's not even clear why or how, because usually the things that you think it meant, you, you usually the thing you think it meant exactly. is not really meant. exactly. <laughs> but I just feel like so many of us are so like we're kind of living in like the next like three to six months, like we're not thinking long-term. And that's where I've noticed that technology has really screwed up a little bit is that everyone wants things now. Everyone's only thinking about right now, but they're not thinking long-term, whether long-term health or long-term vision in their life. So visioning is definitely really important. Um, O stands for organized. I'm a very type A um, organized person. My dad's a software engineer. I'm exactly like him. Um, I'm very analytical, very yeah, like I love <laughs> spreadsheets. Um, so my clients love me for my organizational skills. I give them to do lists. So I just want to ask you, like, are you like what? Where? How, how is your life organized? Like, do you have routines? Do you have a morning routine? Are you going to the gym? Are you following a planner? Are you using a schedule? Um, things like that. Because honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you. B- being a dog mom, moving around, traveling, working, and also doing fitness, the only way that that all happens is because I have a schedule and I follow it. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just throwing spaghetti over the wall, hoping it yeah, sticks. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, if it's not in my calendar, I exactly. don't want to do it. So I just feel like so many of us. But I'm a type A organizer. That's true. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's fair. (laughs) I love organization. You know, I feel like not everybody can function. So they just got to find other ways for them to be organized. Maybe it's not to do lists. Maybe it's just, you know, telling themselves that they have like X amount of things that they need to do in the week and then just figuring out which day they're doing what. Yeah, yeah. Or exactly. And then L is for love. I know it sounds a little cliche, but. I have just, you know, after being in business and meeting so many people from all around the world, I just noticed that a lot of us are really lacking that love in our life. And love is, you know, love is the answer to everything, honestly. Like when we feel love, we want to give more love. And I just noticed, you know, when when people are bullying, when people are trolling on the internet, it's usually because they're going through something like we were mentioning earlier. And so I always lead with love in my coaching and I encourage my clients to do the same. And 
that really makes a difference in our life and business. Like just really asking ourselves. Well, and that explains, that also explains why you're in Ottawa right now. (laughs) Because you spent a lot of time coming back, which which also probably gave you some of the um, impetus to make your business um, uh, successful enough so you can come back to Ottawa regularly. I mean, love actually gives you impetus too. You hit the nail on the head. That's honestly why I come back every three. I was just here three weeks ago. Like I come back so often and some people don't understand why. And I'm really glad that you do because sometimes I tell people and they're like, why do you go home so often? And I'm like, because it's family and love is the most important thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. I mean, that's a lovely, I love that. So my, so far I'm, I'm so with you on the evolve <laughs> part. So go with yeah, the VE now. <laughs> um, so the, the last V stands for value. So again, like attracts like the law of vibration says that like attracts like, so if I want to have more value in my life, I got to give more value. So that's kind of how I function. Um, if you follow me on my Instagram or any of my social platforms, um, I aim to always put value in there every single day. So I put value on business, fitness, health, mindset, anything like that, because then it always just comes back to me. So I always encourage my clients, like if you want your business to succeed, give more value. If you want to be happier in your life, make someone's day, give them some value because it will always come back to you tenfold. And the last E is empower, which is probably one of my favorites, because as you can probably agree, um, when women are empowered, we make things happen. We like empowered women empower other women. And so that's just my motto is just if I can empower more women to feel empowered, that's going to create a, a ripple effect. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's very positive thinking too, because if you can, I mean, the advantage of empower means that when you do have struggles, you can think, okay, if I can get through this, I can yes. share how. <laughs> yes, agreed. <laughs> I love, I mean, I think my listeners will really appreciate that, um, that coaching idea because, um, I really think that you've captured a whole lot of ideas in a very concise fashion. Um, so, and then you actually, you said several times that you um, have lots of social platforms, which ones are, I mean, I assume you're on Instagram, um, but what so else I'm in the there? transition of switching my website over. Cause things just, ha- as you mentioned, like I've only been in LA for a year and a lot has happened in that year. So right now I'm on Instagram and Facebook, but my website, we're just kind of rebuilding that back up. Um, and those are honestly, Oh, and YouTube I'm on YouTube as well. Actually evolve with Evelyn on my Instagram and YouTube. And then my Facebook is just Evelyn Huynh. Um, and so what type of advice do you have for other entrepreneurs like you? Because it sounds like you've gone through really four different trends, maybe even five yeah. different transitions, right? I mean, you started, uh, you recognize, did you recognize that you were an entrepreneur when you were 12? Like when did you actually come to that realization? <laughs> I came to that realization, I want to say in 2018, because you don't feel like an entrepreneur when you're not making any money. I'll, that's That was my feeling. Like, you know, other people will call me that. But the thing is, is that, when you don't like, when you don't feel like you've got all the running parts in your business, you won't feel like the true CEO or entrepreneur. You kind of just feel like you're, it's a very expensive side hustle or very expensive hobby. So it wasn't honestly until in 2018 when I started actually making some, a little bit of cash. And I looked back and I was like, wow, like I started a business when I was 12. I was an entrepreneur back then. Um, but yeah, that didn't happen until many years later. oh that's fascinating and so uh what advice do you think other entrepreneurs should should uh, give to themselves in terms of uh, turning in 
of creating yes. that kind of well, guys the biggest advice that i have for you the biggest golden nugget is stay in your own lane and define your own version of success. Because if you're constantly focusing on what everyone else's idea of success is, you'll not only never achieve it, but you'll never feel fulfilled. And that's one of the hardest lessons that I have learned in this past year was really having to put those blinders on and just focus on my mission in life because it's so different from other people. And when you are in a bubble, it's so easy for your own dreams to get to feel like it's not as big as other people's. Well, and, and that's, uh, it's very, very important to connect to your, yeah. to yourself first. I mean, and you, you talked about that, actually, you talked about mm-hmm. yeah, learning to love yourself. Actually, we should probably mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that. I thought that was really uh, yes. insightful. Um, that's probably the, one of the biggest transformations was actually learning how to truly love myself from the inside out. Um, because when, especially as a woman, when you are struggling through body dysmorphia, it's really easy to attach your self-worth to the way that you look. Oh yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we all do it. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a big struggle. I have, I find that very difficult now too, because I'm at a higher weight mm-hmm. than I want to be. And it's like, wow, it just mm-hmm. doesn't feel like me. Yeah. <laughs> you dress yourself and you think yeah. this doesn't feel like me, mm-hmm. but it is. Uh, before our last question, because I we always yeah. end on the last one. <laughs> um, do you have anything that I didn't ask you that you weren't, that, or anything that you had wanted to mention that I didn't ask you about? Ooh, we talked about so much today, and I feel like there's so many golden nuggets for the listeners to kind of take on. You know, auditing their life through the evolve method. Um, nothing really pops to mind right now. Okay, good. Well, then we go to our last question, which is, do yourself, do you consider yourself a Canadian? And oh my what does God. That mean yes, through and through. Um, it's, it's really a badge of honor that I wear now. Um, I'm very proudly Canadian. I'm very proud that I started my business in Canada. Um, especially after living in the States now, I just noticed how much of a, I hate to say it, but you know, it, it does feel like it's a closer, I mean, maybe also because Canada is a lot smaller, but you know, it, it just seems like the culture the culture here is a lot different. It's more inclusive. Um, I just feel so much more love every time I'm in Canada. And it's, it's really interesting for me to say that now, especially after having lived in the States for a year, like I truly mean it when I say that I, you feel such a massive energetic shift when you come to Canada. So to me, being a Canadian just means like leading with love and acceptance and understanding. Oh, how wonderful. That's such a community oriented <laughs> response. Leading yeah. with love. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much. I so appreciate your time. Um, it was really oh, thank lovely you so getting much to know for you. Having me. And uh, have a wonderful you holiday too. season. Oh, it was really just a joy. As you said, I think that my listeners will get tons of uh, of value from our discussion. Oh. I, I love uh, your whole method. And I, I'm, I'm so really glad. Happy thank to you have so much, you. Tracy. Thank you for listening to Unapologetically Canadian. This episode was brought to you by Aerial View Courses. Our courses are designed for people who are curious about creativity, growth, and resilience. Sign up today. Drew and Jonathan Scott here to tell you that American Family Insurance wants to protect your dreams. So whether you're at home singing in the shower, every note, or prefer singing your heart out in the car like Drew, Cruise. 
comes in. You can save up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto insurance with American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at AmFam.com. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.